Matt Whitaker, former U.S. Acting Attorney General. This is such a great conversation about America, our future, what's going to save our republic. We have a great football player. Matt Whitaker is here. Matt. They tried to bury me. They didn't realize I was a C. Former Acting U.S. Attorney General. Under President Trump. I'm going to be an unwavering supporter of law enforcement. Welcome to Liberty and Justice with your host, Matt Whitaker. Welcome to Liberty and Justice. I'm your host, Matt Whitaker. We have a special guest heading into the midterms of 2022, John McLaughlin. How are you, John? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Four days to go. I'm excited. (laughs) Four days to go. Well, I'm here in Nevada uh, with uh, Adam Laxall campaign. As you see, I'm on the the bus tour. We just stopped for lunch, and um, I uh, had a chance. I you know, have a chance to grab you. I was with President Trump last night in Sioux City, heading to Missouri in uh, on Monday to do a little uh, fly around. So I, I want to. I guess I, I'm going to focus on Senate and, and Governor, and then at the end, I'd like to hear just a little bit of your kind of take on the House generally, because there's you know two four hundred thirty five seats. <laughs> we don't yeah. have that kind of time. Um, and then, you know, sort of we'll, we'll do, uh, you know, the expert pollster, uh, that you are prediction, um, for Mm -hmm. Tuesday. But for those of you that don't know, John, I mean, he is president Trump's pollster. He is, uh, one of the most accurate pollsters in America. He's obviously, you know, not only, uh, has clients that are running right now, but he's just generally paying attention to what's going on. So let's start, let's start John in the Senate and let's start in Nevada. What are you seeing here in Nevada? Uh, What do you think? How do you think it's going to go? Well, the fact that you're there is a very good sign. So, because right now, Adam's been running, Adam Laxalt's been running ahead of the incumbent Democrat, Cortez Masto, by a couple points. Yeah, I always have to watch out in Nevada when I've worked there. I worked there in a special election for uh, Mark Amaday, the congressman from Reno, et cetera. You always got to watch out for the unions, uh, you know, because... Uh, uh, the late Senator Reed had a machine that, you know, they would even move around the early voting places. You would, you would have to be with the unions to know that they were going to show up on such a day to be in a shopping center on that day to have early voting. So their people were more plugged in with Amaday. We won by more than 20 points because we had a message back then that the Democrats were wrong. But today the message around the country, like Nevada, uh, I mean, two-thirds of America think the country's on the wrong track. And among those that think it's on the wrong track, 67% blame Joe Biden. Joe Biden's upside down. Most voters disapprove of him. 60% of all Americans think we're in a recession. Uh, like, like Mar-a-Lago, when we went through those charts about what they thought was important, yeah. it's gotten far worse, where they say the economy's getting mm-hmm. worse, not better, 67 to 26. And when you ask all Americans, have they been impacted by inflation, 84% say they have, and 47% of the voters this month say that they've been impacted by inflation so badly they're having trouble affording basic necessities. So in Nevada, you know, where you rely on a growing economy and the gaming economy, et cetera, uh, you know, you're paying, what, 5 $6 a gallon for gas, and they're running out of diesel fuel. So the people that are getting ready for Thanksgiving and going buy food, they're finding supply chain shortages, prices going up. Um, you know, plus you have an immigration problem where the border is out of control and that seeps into uh, uh, the Southwest in those states. So it's looking pretty good for Adam Laxalt yeah. because the Democrats have failed so royally. I mean, I'm yeah, one, 
Yeah, John, one of the things I'm hearing here in Nevada is that uh, the national mood that you just described is, is accurate, but things are even worse here. Inflation's even higher. You know, the job, uh, I think the job growth that a lot of people are seeing nationally is not happening uh, as right. quickly here. Um, you know, COVID lockdowns from Governor Sisolak uh, and Cortez Masto and their, and their allies uh, did significant damage uh, to a lot of families and, I, and they're, you know, they're feeling it. So that's, yeah. I, any, any predictions for what you're going to see here on Tuesday in Nevada? Well, it, it, as long as that vote gets out, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, you could be looking at another Senator Laxalt from, uh, from Nevada, yeah. which would right, be pretty grandfather. For those, yep. for those of us who are old, I, I knew Senator Laxalt from like, I volunteered for Reagan and then I started polling working for, uh, uh, Arthur Finkelstein, who was, uh, Mike Deaver's pollster for Ronald Reagan. So uh, it could be back to the future in the 21st century. So that would be good. Yeah. Well, Adam's a good guy. I know him personally. He's a friend of mine. I'm, I'm really happy to not only support him, uh, but to see how well he's doing um, here right now. So um, let's, uh, let's go. So we have some sort of high profile races, uh, a lot other than this race, which is sort of to flip a seat. Uh, in Georgia and Pennsylvania, well, I guess in Pennsylvania, we're defending uh, in Ohio uh, and Wisconsin, we're defending Republican seats. Uh, is there any themes that you're seeing across those three states? And, you know, feel free to take those individually. I know that they're, they're all different, unique. Well, they're all different, but they're all seeing, I mean, without a doubt, inflation, cost of living, the economy is the top issue. Now, the difference is you're seeing in certain places crime. So that in Pennsylvania, uh, around Philadelphia, crime's a big issue. Uh, Fetterman seems to be, you know, we wish him well that his, with his, yeah. after his stroke, he gets well. But it, before he had a stroke, he, he favors these radical policies where he wanted to let go of like a third of all the people in jails in Pennsylvania. You get in Wawa, the, the convenience store operators, their headquarters in, Penn, in, in Philadelphia, and they're moving out because they can't secure their stores. I mean, they're being shoplifted and, and raided by yeah. you know, gangs and stuff. And so you got a real serious crime problem in Philadelphia and around the city there. Um, you've got also Western Pennsylvania. They're worried about the fracking industry where uh, they're an oil and gas state that they export. And it's important to the country as well as internationally. And, uh, you know, those people are worried about their jobs. And, and so, so, it looks like Senator Oz has taken Senator Oz jumping ahead. Uh, Dr. Oz, <laughs> Dr. Senator, he's got multiple titles. It looks like he's taken a couple point lead since they had their debate. Same in Georgia for Herschel Walker. Every poll I've seen that I think is reliable has Herschel ahead, and maybe he might be able to win without a runoff. And then when you go to Arizona, the other uh, of the four Senate seats where Republicans are looking to knock off and come Democrats. To pick up, right. Yeah, the border, as you know, um, you know, uh, Blake Masters has made the border an issue against Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly's admitted there's not much they've done. And the Libertarian candidate dropped out this week and endorsed Blake Masters. That was really important. Yeah, so that is came, important. He was, he was behind two to four points in the polls, and now all of a sudden he's pulling even. So in, in close elections, we may be talking in the Senate not just knocking off enough Democrats to get a majority because we're 50-50 and it looks like Senator Johnson's ahead. Uh, we're winning in North Carolina. Marco Rubio, who they thought they were going to get in trouble, he's going to win decisively in Florida. Um, and, and so if Oz keeps the seat in Pennsylvania, 
and we then can knock off a couple of these Democratic senators, we may even expand the map where you could see Leora Levy yeah. winning Connecticut, knock off Dick Blumenthal, who's really disliked. Um, Joe yeah. Day might win in Colorado, and uh, uh, Smiley, the Republican candidate in Washington, could win. So you may see a pickup of not just one or two seats in the Senate, maybe three or four, could be five. Yeah. So if Connecticut is in play, if New Hampshire's in play, if Washington State is in play, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, obviously uh, Lee Zeldin in New York is is yeah. stronger than probably the you know the it should be uh, because of the issues with New York City and crime and and his you know really, he's run a really good campaign. Those that would suggest a, a true wave election, right? A true red wave on, on Tuesday. Well, I don't want to predict a wave yet, but it looks really good. <laughs> and full disclosure, I work for Lee Zeldin. And yep. Lee Zeldin, it, you know, they were saying all along that we couldn't win, et cetera. We're getting ready to toss up now. It's a dead even race. All the momentum's on Lee's side. And every time Governor Hochul thinks that she's got us stalled, Lee just keeps on plowing ahead. I mean, what's what's yeah. terrible? What's terrible is you had a situation where over the summer. Lee personally got attacked at a rally by some guy who wanted yep. to, you know, do him harm and maybe even kill him. And then uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a gang shootout, and he lives in suburban Suffolk County in a nice middle class area. There was a gang yep. shootout on his front lawn on Columbus Day weekend. When he was in the Bronx with his wife at a Columbus Day parade, he had to drive back to Suffolk because their twin girls who were home studying, uh, there were shots going off from gang members doing a drive-by. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, so Governor Hochul, she she wasn't agreeing to any debates. We got her to agree to one debate on the 25th uh, on Spectrum News. And when Lee tells her, you know, he says, you know, we need to put criminals behind bars. He's going to fire Alvin Bragg, declare a crime emergency, repeal cashless bail, which Hochul has doubled down on. She won't change it. Um, uh, but uh, when in that debate, in response, she said to Lee, I don't know why you're so why this is so important to you. It was unbelievable. And and she's hurting now. And they're bringing in Joe Biden Sunday. Uh, to Yonkers, New York. That is really bad. I mean, Joe Biden's going to do for her what he did for Terry McAuliffe against Glenn Youngkin last year. He's coming in. Well, and I, I, I saw they sent in the cavalry. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I think, has come in <laughs> in support of Governor Hochul. So uh, I, I don't know what they're selling, but I think they're bringing in the wrong um, surrogates because, as you see, you know, I'm here with Adam doing, you know, talking about law and order and, and, and arresting the crime rate and all the issues that are facing real America. And they're, you know, continuing to, to I think, just try to get their base to turn out. I, I, I sense from the numbers that maybe uh, what we saw in 18 and 20 is not going to happen. You know, there's going to be, it's going to be a lot of Republicans showing up, but the Democrats do not appear based on early voting to, uh, to, show, be, to be showing up like they had in the, in, in the last couple of elections. No, they're they're down compared to 2020. I mean, 2020 was an exception because you had a pandemic. You also had Mark Zuckerberg popping in $400 million. They changed the election laws in states like Georgia and Arizona and Wisconsin, where you had in Georgia, you had the unsecured drop boxes. This year, we we changed that law last year. We got attacked for it. Nobody's civil rights are being denied. They're having record turnouts for a midterm. Um, But as you said, Republican numbers are up. Democrat numbers are down. The absentees aren't what they were like 
uh, where you had these, like, in, even in New York last year, the Conservative Party, we defeated their propositions to have same-day registration and no excuse absentees because in New York, the voters in a majority Democrat state were concerned about fraud. So, so this year, you know, you're seeing the numbers of, of Democrat uh, early voting absentees is definitely way off. Republicans are yeah. coming more to the polls early in person. And on election, on election day, we'll, we will dominate on election day. So we've got to get through the next four days and really just push it. So, Yeah, yeah. And how do you think, um, I saw President Trump last night in Iowa, mm-hmm. and how do you feel his, um, you know, the, the Republican base uh, appears mm-hmm. to be responding to him uh, very favorably. You know, he's, he's going to the places uh, to turn out those Republican votes, Northwest Iowa, where we were, very red uh you know those are the people that need to show up so would you say this is kind of a base election and and the and the republicans are doing a much better job uh, so far getting their people i mean i think it's beyond the base i mean granted every time they attack president trump it gets stronger because it's all political and so we in our last national poll that i mentioned among the republican primary voters which includes uh independence nationally 65 percent want trump to run again uh, you have uh, 81 to 14. If he runs again, they say they'll support him. And in a field of a dozen candidates, he's winning like 53 to 23 over DeSantis is the next closest person. So it's overwhelming support. But the better one is in that survey, it's modeled after a 2020 election. So there's more Democrats than Republicans. There's certainly more Biden voters than Trump voters. But uh, Trump beats Joe Biden in that in that poll for 2024, 50 to 44. He beats Kamala Harris by nine points, 51 to 42. So there's real buyer's remorse about the last election, where you've got people who didn't vote from last time and said, "I'm not going to follow. I'm not going to watch his rallies. I'm not going to follow his tweets if he goes back on Twitter or read his Facebook. But you know what? I'm going to vote for him because he was a better president than Joe Biden." Because back then, gas was $2 a gallon. The border was secure. Crime was down. Inflation was down. He's looking really good to a lot of people that didn't vote for him last time. And uh, so, it, it, for again, since you're out there with Adam Laxalt, for us old Reaganites, um, this is like Reagan. In 76, he lost the nomination of Ford. But, but after four years of J- Jimmy Carter, um, you know, it was Ronald Reagan in a landslide. I think this year it's taken Biden less than two years. And Biden has proven to be the worst president in the history of America. After I would say, after, and you might say too, after the best president in the history of the United States. Yeah, Biden's no the doubt. worst president in the history of the United States. So, so as, a, as a pollster, I mean, there are people on the Democrat side like you that, you know, their job is to read uh, what the American people want. And obviously, you know, politics is very much a reflection on the people. Uh, you know, the representatives are, should represent the people's interests and what's mm-hmm. important to them. What are the Democrats seeing uh, in their polls that, that suggest that, you know, again, their policies that we're living under right now and are crushing a lot of American families are the thing to, uh, to, to bring into Americans' lives? Why are they so committed uh, to, for example, the, you know, Green New Deal and these, you know, very um, uh, radical climate agenda that they, you know, appear to want. Uh, I, I just don't see that as I as I'm going around the country and around my home state of Iowa. I just don't see people 
wanting that? Uh, you know, what is, where is that? Is it just because of the urban elites or what's, what's happening? Well, you know, what's interesting is that this, there are some Democrat pollsters I have great amount of respect for. They may disagree with them philosophically, but I have a great uh, amount of respect for their professional integrity. What I find interesting is some of them are distancing themselves from their own party and policies right okay. now. So you got people like Doug Schoen coming out front saying they've gone too far left. They've gone too far to the to the socialist progressive side. Mark Penn is saying a similar kind of message. And these were the those the, these are the Democrats that you know worked for Bill Clinton when he got elected. Yeah. And and when the centrist part of the Democrat Party is saying you guys have gone too far, and when we're seeing in polls. Like Lee Zeldin's being propelled in New York by Democrats. I mean, they're coming over to our side. We're winning independence that we lost two years ago. The uh, uh, the you know white suburban college-educated women that the Democrats wanted to switch, they're coming back to us. And uh, so you're getting the suburban moms have become security moms, and they're voting for us. And uh, so so I think I think the Democrat pollsters got a tough job right now. And I would never say. Again, I would never say, like like some people want to talk about the red wave. It could be. But remember Mitt Romney in 2012. At this point yeah. in time, everybody thought he was going to win. And they you know, they stopped polling like a week out. And yeah. they skipped Hurricane Sandy hits. They skipped over New York and New Jersey because they said it wasn't in play. Obama goes in and hugs uh, Chris Christie. And Sunday, yeah. Monday, Obama's ahead in the polls. So until we get there yeah. on Tuesday, we're not done. Yeah. So we only have a few minutes left. Um, I, I, I wanted my question before the final question, the final question is the predictions, uh, mm -hmm. based on your polling. But my, my question before that is, do you find interesting, um, the betting, um, websites that, that bet on politics that show, you know, how, a, how real money is placing on, um, on these races, or do you just see that as people reading the polls and then, and then just gambling? Um, <laughs> do you give the, do you give the betting sites any credence? Well, I, I do, uh, to some degree, and a lot of them are limited. And a lot of times they lead the actual polling numbers because still you'll get skewed media polls that will have a Democrat bias that under, they say they, they can't get Trump voters on the, on the phone. They don't even try. <laughs> so they yeah. under poll Republicans. But um, but I think, you know, the, some of those betting sites, like a lot of times, uh, you know, I have friends like Larry Kudlow. And I, when he was at Bear Stearns, we used to brief the investors at Bear Stearns about the upcoming election. And I get all of a sudden I'm getting calls from uh, from investors. And when you watched Wall Street kind of went up over the last couple of weeks and it was a, and it was a parallel to, OK, the Republicans could take back the Senate, not just the House, but the Senate. Yeah. And so what you're seeing is the investor markets where there's real serious money, really mm -hmm. serious money. They're saying, okay, we're going to move away from these green stocks and back to oil and gas and back to the pipelines and back to yep. uh, uh, defense industries, et cetera. And you're seeing that kind of investment because a lot of times by election day, it's all washed out. They, 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 yep. they know they're the ones that are making the bets where they know that these uh, – that, that the voters are moving back to reclaiming Congress for the Republicans and the Senate to stop a lot of these bad policies. Okay. So um, finally, John, what is um, your prediction first for the Senate? How many seats do Republicans <laughs> or Democrats end up with um, on Tuesday? 
or after any runoffs. So, I, I, you know, if there's a runoff in Georgia, for example, I don't want to preclude that. If the election was today, I think the Republicans get 52 to 54 seats in the Senate. Okay. And we got a couple of days. The Democrats are trying to have a big weekend turnout to come back in early voting. But I think we get 52 to four seats, mainly because, you know, we fixed the election law in Georgia. There's no unsecured drop boxes. Election laws have been fixed in Wisconsin and, and in Arizona, where ironically you're having these Senate races play out. Nevada, it's a little tougher. But um, so I think we get 52 to 54 Senate seats. And uh, I think in the House, you know, a lot of these toss up races that are, you know, we don't lose any Republican toss ups. We win the Republican. I've had the generic ballot went from being even in August, 45 45, to being up six this month. Last time mm-hmm. I had up seven was 94 when I presented that to Gingrich back then. Yeah. It was the win. Yeah. So this could be, we could be talking about 50 seats or more in the House if all those toss-up races fall our way, the lean Democrat, the tilt Democrat, they fall our way. Yeah. And do you think they'll, that it will all break late, or is it currently breaking? I, 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 I've read a lot uh, and talked to a lot of people in the last two weeks that, you know, have said the same thing you've said, that it feels like it's breaking our way, that, you know, they're trying to, you know, qualify that. Um, this weekend's obviously important, but, you know, sort of all things being in the trend lines, it could be, uh, those, you know, 52, 54 in the Senate, uh, for Republicans and maybe even up to 50 house seats, which would be a, you know, a pretty significant really a rebuke of Biden and the, and the left's policies, uh, that are hurting ordinary Americans. Yeah, I I think, uh, the Democrats have banked some votes. Particularly like in Philadelphia, we have Pennsylvania, where we have Act 97. They beat us badly in the early absentee voting. Uh, But I think we're going to come back. And I don't think uh, they have the ability to uh, to do uh, what they did two years ago. I mean, two years ago was really bad. This time, I think a lot of our people are watching. And, uh, you know, hopefully all the ballots get counted quickly on Election Day. And a lot of these states are counting the absentees first and the early in person first. So on election night, when they close the polling places in Virginia, we'll see like Virginia two second congressional district, Virginia seventh. If they come our way, it's going to be a good night. And uh, Georgia, awesome. the votes get counted early too. So, so yeah. I think we get to see. Yeah. Well, John, we gotta, I gotta, this, we're gonna have to leave it at that. Uh, they gotta wash the bus and I need to get off of it. And, uh, but thank you for your time, John McLaughlin, obviously president Trump's, pollster and a very successful and accurate pollster so people want to learn more about your business or yourself how do they uh, track you down well they can go to our website mclaughlinonline.com uh, and uh, you know you can follow us on twitter from there and facebook on there all and right you, hopefully i'll see you back in iowa and uh we'll see Absolutely. if our friend has an important announcement that you can help him with after uh after well, well, we said last night he very 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 might most likely do something that everybody'd be happy about. So we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it at that, John. Thanks for your time, man. All right, let's win on Tuesday. Thank you. All right, we will. Bye bye.